friend, welcome to Sweat and Yoga's Love the Skin You're In podcast, where we sweat for a workout and yoga to feel something new. I'm your host, Sinjana Sonnenberg, lover of sweat and all that feels, sitcom junkie, hoop-earing enthusiast, and your realistic health and fitness bestie. Health and fitness has been hijacked by the entertainment industry, and I'm here to take it back so we can all love the skin we're in. Girls come to me for help with weight loss, but instead, we all learn to listen to our bodies. Sorry for the delay of today's episode, uh, but I had a whole other episode on spot reduction planned that is getting bumped to next week because I had this conversation a few times, like this week in particular. Quite frankly, this probably should have been the first episode of the realivening of this pod, but uh, I feel like sometimes I'm in my own little bubble and assume that people know slash think the way that I do when it comes to health. So today I want to tackle what being healthy really means and the difference between being fit and being healthy. Um, They seem to be used interchangeably pretty frequently, but they are most definitely not the same. And quite frankly, I feel that oftentimes people um, seem to be like that are seeking one, uh, they end up, it ends up being at the cost of the other. And wow, have I got a lot to say about that. I've definitely touched on this like here and there quite a bit in the past episodes, but I think we need a full on episode so we're all on the same page and you can sort of decide if you vibe with what I'm saying because I'm very particular on this specific topic. usual let's start with the three things I'm grateful for this week uh number one dinner with my family we actually got to have like a social distancing six feet apart dinner it was the most amount of socializing other than like you guys here (laughs) uh I've had in like six months because you know Germany lockdowns so that was just it just like filled my soul (laughs) number two my wardrobe uh I always forget how many cute clothes I just can't fit into my suitcase when I come home it's kind of like shopping all over again I literally want to become like a Victoria's Secret model but just like in my own closet um and then number three my home I feel like I've said this almost every week since we've been back but honestly I find another thing inside of it to be grateful for like every single day like I yeah I just I got like a yeah it's just exciting Anyway, it's <laughs> a lot of rambling. And something I'm working on. So I'm working on editing videos and keeping track at least like three, at least like um, nine videos a week type thing. I have so much backlog. <laughs> like I have so many videos and then sometimes I forget what the structure of the workout is. So I have to like watch the video several times and come up with like what the best structure compared to like the amount of reps I did. Um, like yeah because I have like backlogs of like four five years for some of them so um yeah so insert that palm to face emoji here and yeah like I'm working on trying to slowly chip away at like at least nine videos a week so that I can get things posted on Pinterest and on my email list which I severely apologize if you are on my email list I will be getting more structural with it again it's just been a long couple of weeks anyways just my usual reminder that I don't say these things to brag or tell you how great my life is but to remind you that the little things are worth being grateful for as well as the big things and maybe to encourage you to pause the show and write down three things you're grateful for right now So today, actually no question today, just sparks of conversation that keep coming up around this 
virus, the Rona, and the Vax, and all the things. But remember, you can always ask your health and fitness questions in the Google form at sweatandyoga.com forward slash ask. It'll be linked in the show notes, and I'll try and get to them on the show as soon as possible. All right, so let's get into this conversation. Um, I've had this conversation a lot lately uh whether it's new mom saying things like oh i really need to lose some weight or i need to lose those baby pounds those extra baby weight oh i really need to get back into shape or uh conversations around this like novel rona we're all experiencing where people are perpetuating the whole it can happen to healthy people too and i know healthy people who this has happened to or well they had no pre-existing conditions and they were healthy or solely the government's only health statement and I say health like in air quotes because it's not an actual health statement like their only statement being that obesity makes you more susceptible to this virus um it honestly just makes me want to scream like I am screaming inside every time I hear it so let's talk about the difference between fit and healthy Uh, my generation in particular I'm 34 in case you're wondering definitely grew up on the idea that skinny equals healthy Uh, fit equals healthy definitely like fit over skinny but like that equals healthy Um, and if you grew up feeling differently honestly I do feel like that was an individual effort either by specific teachers or your parents or whatever Um, definitely in like the all-around system all of the media and marketing that we were targeted with when I was younger and even still I feel it's happening Um, but there is more pushback on Instagram with like the body love and all of that stuff but definitely all the media marketing that we were targeted with was 100% get skinnier get fitter that's what you should be doing like forget everything else that is that is what means healthy means um so let's define fit so that we know the difference um fit means you have like physical appearances something like abs or quads or glutes or whatever uh or you have hit a physical goal, like doing a pull-up, running a 500-minute 10K, pulling a 250-pound deadlift, whatever. That is fit. And there's nothing, like, or I'm not by any means. I think fit is a portion of being healthy. I think that you can be fit and not be healthy, but you can't be healthy and not be at all fit, like not pay attention to your fitness at all. So um, health is like an overall state. I often ask this like on my Instagram and stuff, but I think it bears repeating and you'll probably hear it from me quite a bit. But if you work super hard and get abs at the end of your hard work, are you healthy? Maybe. Maybe you got there sustainably and in a healthy way and you built healthy habits and you reduced other stressors and your body is good at staying at that uh, body weight and that body percentage and it doesn't feel strained and stressed at that body weight and percentage and it can have abs definitely potentially uh but i would argue on average most people are not again not always definitely you can get there in a sustainable way um but most people when i see them go from like a rounder midsection i'm I'm trying to find like a appropriate word to say but like a rounder midsection to like a six-week shred or whatever and they have abs they did not get there in a healthy way um 
I do follow a few people online like who I follow that I really enjoy their content and they are healthy in a sustainable all-around way and they happen to also have abs or glutes or quads or whatever but for the most part most of the people that I follow even though I really really enjoy their content and things like that I do look at it where I'm like your body is very stressed to have abs um, and then there's also a lot of people that I follow that I would say are all around healthy and they are still toned and defined but they don't have like washboard six pack abs so it kind of it, you're choosing your poison and what you're sac sacrificing and that's okay there's nothing wrong with making choices it's just having it like an understanding of what is happening to your body and why you're doing it I think is the most important and then learning to listen to it I'm going to say that like a million times probably in this episode but it just bears repeating like we are so individual so what is health uh, in my opinion health is the perfect balance of stress so it doesn't mean being completely void of any stressors uh, but it also means that you're not overwhelmed and overburdened what do I mean by that well I am so glad you asked friend um, I often refer to our health as like a cup and when we add stress to our body mind and soul it fills up when we reduce our stressors it empties when it's completely empty we're growing and we are in full-on recovery mode now that can be good for a period of time and especially if our bodies are crazy overburdened uh, but you also aren't growing in that state so there is something called eustress which is actually beneficial stress it helps you grow um, but I, I would also venture to guess that most of us aren't running on an empty cup like that unless you are like you live out in the middle of nowhere on your own farm grow all your own food don't drive make your own clothes etc but you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you were doing that because you'd have no wi-fi <laughs> what's more common in our society i think is our cup starts to overflow and that's when we see things like uncontrollable weight gain uh, i really need to do a whole episode on the obesity commentary that's in the media uh, and the programming and, and shame we have around our weight uh, or just any sort of weight in general um, I cannot stress this enough obesity is a side effect not the cause like I'm gonna say that again because I feel like it needs to really stick obesity is a side effect not the cause someone that is obese could lose weight in an unhealthy way and be quote-unquote fit but not healthy right so Anyway, when the cup overflows, like, again, this is just like a tangent, but when the cup overflows, this is when you get uncontrollable weight gain, skin issues, joint issues, headaches, heavier irregular periods, lack of energy, like even cancers, things like that. Basically, our body starts to send us signals by breaking down because it's overburdened. Uh, that's also why I have such a strong issue with modern medicine so often. We are just trying to silence the symptoms in modern medicine, and then your body feels it needs to get louder and do something else however as I already mentioned a little bit of stress you stress can produce growth and resilience so we want some stress just at a time and in a way that our bodies can grow from it rather than be bogged down and burdened for it uh, a great example of this is exercise the right exercise you know strength training actually creates a bit of a, a like a bit of muscle damage muscle tears aka stress but then as the muscle recovers it grows and gets stronger and that's what a healthy amount of stress can do in any situation right so again unless you're living out on the farm in the middle of nowhere and you have like literally no emfs no, like nothing um you do have at least a little bit of stress in your life
what is stress? Here is the thing. We may not know it, but we already in general label certain things as stress on the body. Uh, Mainly probably because they're a greater stressor, so we see that as a threat. So things like smoking, eating overly processed foods, inhaling fumes, those are all like those old pesticides where you had to have the red signs on the lawn, you weren't supposed to walk on, etc. And why do we label them as quote-unquote bad? Because they tip the stress barrier so far that it goes to the point that even the governing, governing bodies that are that talk about these things like couldn't ignore the negative benefits. But uh, let's talk about some things that like fill the stress cup that you maybe didn't even think about or maybe even thought were quote-unquote healthy. Um, I actually am going to link to a pin, and I'm going to mention this pin a few times, that I posted on Instagram that has like a much more exhaustive list. Uh, It's more like bullet points and just like a lot of them, whereas I'm going to point out a couple here that I think people just don't, uh, like they just don't necessarily see a stressor. It's like it's, you see the light turn on in someone's head when they're like, oh wow, that's a, I didn't, I thought I was doing a good thing. So I just want to point out a couple of these. So number one, I have to mention because we are talking about the difference between being fit and being healthy. The number one thing I would say is exercise. Uh, and I know like this is one of those ones that when it comes across, it's like mind blowing to people. But yes, it can be good. It can be good stress. But if our bodies are already on the tipping scale and then you exhaust it, uh, it takes a while for your body to recover from that like stress state you put it in. Um, it, it does go into like a flight or flight during your workout and near the end of your workout in particular and afterwards. So um, if you haven't had enough sleep, your diet's off, you're like stressed out at work, adding more stress can just overflow the cup. So again, we talk about be- people being quote unquote healthy or being hit with this Rona or whatever and immediately say things like, oh, but they work out five times a week. Or, oh, but they're a runner. Or oh, they live in the gym. So this is a situation where, again, we need to look at the whole picture and be like, okay, why is this actually happening? Like, what is stressing out their body? And should they be in the gym five times a week, right? Uh, number two, the num- like the other thing that I think uh, is missed frequently uh, is quantity of food. As I mentioned earlier, we know that heavily processed foods aren't ideal and stress our bodies out. So we often discuss the quality of food we consume. So again, this is one of those things where people are like, well, she eats salads every single day. Obviously she's healthy. Um, But not eating enough food like the amount matters so that can also put you in a stress state this is something that we miss with people who are overweight or obese quite frequently we talk about calorie deficits at nauseum like see season two episode four calories in versus calories out for more details of why this is a stress on the body and i'll link it in the show notes but um i know people whose hormones are whacked right out and they eat like leaves for most meals and they aren't losing why it's definitely because they like not because they aren't in a calorie deficit maybe it is a calorie deficit for their body that's a whole other episode but um it's because their body is struggling with the stress and then adding on the under eating our body wants to hold on to the weight because fat is a source of fuel and it feels like it may need that at some point to burn through because it's very stressed out um and to piggyback off of that point uh, things like fasting and intermittent fasting or low carb all have a place and get can be super beneficial but not to an already stressed body i'm going to say that a lot you'll unfortunately do more damage with something like that than you will do good if your body's already stressed this is also why some people have amazing results with one diet and the next person will struggle 
also why I believe oftentimes when a couple, I actually just saw an Instagram post on this and shared it on my Instagram because I think it's hilarious because this is just like a norm in our society that we talk about so often. But I believe that oftentimes when a couple goes on a diet together, no offense to the men listening, but especially if there's a lot of responsibilities like children or uh, pets or whatever in the mix, the woman's body will take far longer or may not even respond to the diet even though she's trying so flippin' hard whereas the man will like lose weight and lean out just by like switching to like a low carb cracker or whatever and in like two weeks whereas the woman will do it for like six weeks and struggle and still women tend to take on more of the responsibility of these external factors like children and like puppies or whatever so they have more stress in their lives their cup is already full and the diet is just making it overflow rather than emptying it like it could be that if they had less responsibility their body would actually adapt to this diet very well but you know so before you start a new trendy diet that will put you at like 1100 calories per day ask yourself am i six year old boy with no stress no then you should not be eating that little uh, just in general it's just not under eating is one of those things that stresses your body and yet we like glorify it in our community like in our modern day lives it's crazy anyways another thing that stresses out the body and and forces it to detox um detox often unknown molecules uh is any sort of products we use so like sunscreens makeups shampoos hairsprays nail polish etc um recently benzene was found in quite a few of the popular sunscreens that's stuff that makes its way into your system like our skin is so absorbent and it's the largest organ um things like uh, magnesium oil magnesium is actually um, way better for you to put onto your skin than it is to actually ingest it because it goes like straight through the skin barrier so our skin takes on like it is the largest organ it has pores it, it breathes it takes things in and when it takes in things with a lot of harmful chemicals it quickly your body's like very good at being like no this isn't supposed to be here let's detox and it's a stressor another thing that um this is one that's very close to my heart because i've i've struggled with it quite a bit but it's environment it's a big one and it has gotten trendy i would say in the last couple years uh, but i definitely i struggled with this probably eight or nine years ago and it was really hard to understand what was going on with my body at the time um but things like mold any sort of environmental damage things like mold paint fumes things like that um like even uh back in the day and like even i think in most countries in europe it still is like common like commonplace to just like get like a toxic paint that seals in the mold and just cover the mold <laughs> while your body like if your body's not too stressed or potentially I do believe maybe some people's bodies build up a resilience to it if they're born into that environment myself personally going into that environment my body was going crazy trying to detox that stuff out but being present in that environment just could not it was wreaking havoc on my system um, and it's also hard to recover from uh, there's a whole other like aspect of it of the uh, what's it called the they call it like the motherfucker gene sorry apologies but the MTFR gene I think um, where their body like the people that have that gene cannot detox as well there's also other aspects where they talk about potentially that being an iron overload from things like birth control but 
Either way, some people struggle with mold more than others and, you know, other environmental factors. And so environment is super important. Like I, like I said, I could go on and on and on and I have an ever-growing list of these, uh, but I'm just going to add two more that I think a lot of people do not think much about. Um, the first one being lack of circulation. And I don't just mean cold hands and feet, although that is a sign that you have a lack of circulation and that you need like things you should be trying to figure out why. Um, but I'm also talking about breath. Like that is, that is a, a circulating system. Uh, and breathing through your mouse, m- mouse, through your mouth, like the little Mickey Mouse. Breathing through your mouth is a stress breath. Not breathing deep enough means you aren't detoxing your lungs fully and you aren't using the bottom portion of your lungs. Um, So many chemicals and stressors are expelled through your breath. And that's something that I think like during this pandemic has not been addressed at all. And it's sort of disturbing to see. It seems to be super normal for people to talk about the smell of their breath in their mask when they're wearing it. Um... Like it's it's literally almost every single person I talk to it has says that and I'm just like but you should be breathing through your nose like that is what you should be doing you are actually causing stress on your body just by breathing through your mouth and nobody's really mentioning that um, so like you really shouldn't notice the smell <laughs> of your mouth except unless you're doing it intentionally um, just overall circulation obviously our body needs an all-around flow and sitting at a desk all day head forward i mean mine's forward right now as i'm talking to you because i'm in like this little tiny closet uh that's reducing the like it's like a little sound booth uh, it's the only place i can record but uh yes compromised posture leads to compromised circulation and less lack of muscle engagement so things can get stuck and stagnant and if you know anything about tcm traditional Chinese medicine they often talk about disease being stagnation or stuck energy in the body we need circulation like circulation work is key in keeping healthy going and ramming your body at the gym for two hours a day five days a week again talk about that healthy person that got sick if they're just perpetuating those poor movement patterns and breathing patterns they can actually be contributing to their unhealthy state even if like there's less of other stressors you know what i mean And the last one I want to mention, because it piggybacks off of that circulation talk, again, huge list. It'll be, the pin will be in my, um, in the description box. And that isn't even an exhaustive list, but it is a huge list. Um, It just, the foreign objects of any sort. So again, it's piggybacking off of that circulation because it does, this does disrupt circulation. Uh, That's number one and it creates blockages of some sort like i mentioned but two especially if these objects that are inside of your body are man-made your body's constantly working to get rid of it um you know i'm sure you've heard those stories of people that have gotten like piercings and the body has just like pushed them out our bodies are so intelligent like it's actually magical how intelligent they are they know what doesn't belong there Uh, So things like breast implants, piercings, IUDs, a screw in your ankle, cavity filling, root canals done, wisdom teeth removed, etc, etc. Are all stressors the body can handle if it needs to, uh, if they're not overburdened, but it can also be the thing that tips the scale. I also feel uh, very similarly about like uh, Vax reactions in the same way where I don't necessarily think it's the sole cause. I think it's like a perfect cocktail where it is a large man-made toxin put into your body 
Um, and if you have no other stressors, like your body's in a very clean environment and it isn't stressed in any way, that is why so many people that it hasn't tipped their scale end up with no reactions. And then the people that are already overburdened, already overstressed, are already, you know, all the things on top of each other, and then they get something like that, tips the scale. Um, and again, the argument um, somebody had the other day, they were like, well, what about babies? Uh, babies inherit a lot of the things that their mother is going through. So unfortunately, if you are living in an environment while you're pregnant, and, and, and that's another one, pregnancy. I didn't even have that on my list, but pregnancy is a huge stressor on the body. Even though it's wonderful, um, your body's doing everything to protect this baby. Like it's not, that's why when people are like, oh, well, mothers with COVID had like, no, it's because the body ramped its immunity up so high. Uh, it's it's doing everything to protect you. It is. Our body is so flippin' wonderful. Okay, so what can you do? Uh, let's talk about the things that will empty your cup, right? To make more room for more stress. Uh, again, this is not going to be an exhaustive list. Check out that pin. I add a lot more things. But there's a lot of things you can do that... I, like that will help your body empty that cup so things like poop uh, that helps move out toxins anything that improves circulation like a slow flow yoga or uh, dry brushing or an intentional walk uh, nutritious food some things like celery uh, is believed in TCM to reduce so if there are things blocking circulation or pathways or there are things like cysts and masses celery and celery juice has been uh, believed to be very very helpful in mobilizing them uh, things like castor oil packs and then meditation or yoga nidra basically anything that reduces stress and that can be exercise uh, but i would venture to argue that mindful exercise and movement rather than just overdoing it and physical exercise doing it for the fitness level um, that whole uh, medicine to one person is poison to the other comes to mind we do have so much individuality and this is something I talk a lot about on this podcast is learning to listen to your own body because nobody else has had the exact experiences like you might have like siblings or whatever or like significant others if you've been together for a really long time that have had similar environments and several similar situations and similar stressors but they haven't some people don't hold on to it as long some people have better detox pathways some people you know like there's we're taught better coping mechanisms as children some people like it's just you have people with similar experiences but not all 100% nobody else is living your experience and so you need to actually figure out what's stressing your body out what you can do to reduce the stress and um how you can actually get healthy and in like a sustainable and healthy way if you're not sure where to start you can always grab my seven day glow up ebook that'll also add you to my email list which i talk about this stuff at nauseam on but i'll link that in the show notes this ebook talks about healthy habits and additionally you get a seven day at home workout plan to kickstart that fitness as well honestly this is the year of the virus and it has shown us things that i've been very unhappy to see Again, it's made me realize how much I do live in my own little bubble because so many of the people that I talk to have been, um, understand this stress perspective, but then I talk to people outside of that bubble and health comes up and people have been so easily brought to think that our bodies are just like taking time bombs and are so mysterious and um, that like it can happen to anyone and this whole like zero control that like we should fear 
um, has come across and I think we really need to change that narrative. We are not hopeless. I say all of these things not to scare you into throwing all of your body lotions away and sitting down and mowing on 5,000 calories watching TV to reduce all your stress like under that guise like under that like oh yes I'm reducing stress but actually say it to be intentional with the stress and then over like when when things do tip the scale when you burn out or when you get a skin rash or when you get whatever you have you can actually take the time to like assess where your body's at what stressors you're holding on to what's going on in your life um and again these are these are things that habits uh, this was from uh rita rogers i think her name is but she said this and i thought it was like very beautifully put but um getting actually healthy and doing all of these things it's not necessarily a guarantee that if you come in contact with the rona that it's not going to affect you at all uh but it definitely will help there is no argument on that it will help and that's what we need to actually look at um again we talk so often that it's like oh it happened to someone and they're healthy or they have no pre-existing conditions they have no pre-existing conditions that we know of not that like aren't there anyway it, putting a lot of these things in place reducing that stress just gives your body the fighting chance it needs in order to live your best life that's what it is so next time before you perpetuate that narrative that you need to get skinnier or that it happens to perfectly healthy people or whatever like actually reevaluate what you're saying i know i'm putting a lot on you to do that and especially if you haven't considered these things before it is sort of a large weight to leave with you but we have we are continuously berating ourselves and putting ourselves into in the victim seat and asking someone else to fix us when only we know our bodies and we could be taking mindful steps however slowly we need to make them sustainable but to actually get fit and healthy and do all the things you know So really the summary is that just because someone is fit does not mean they're healthy and we really 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 need to rein in that perspective. We need to start looking at things like mental and emotional stress as something that fills the cup and could potentially tip the scale into our bodies struggling. We need to look past the obvious physical that is in front of us and redefine health as like an all-around approach because just because someone looks healthy and is skinny does not mean they are healthy. It, we need to disassociate those two. We need to understand that there are people without six-pack washboard apps that are very, very healthy and there are people with six-pack washboard apps that are very, very unhealthy. So we need to actually separate those two words. They are not synonymous. They are not the same thing. Uh, and again, I've already said this, but I know I'm going to have someone at some point be like, wow, I know people that have six pack, like a six pack and they're healthy and they are actually healthy. And it's definitely possible. I'm just saying that is not the end all be all. Anyways, thank you so much for joining me today, friend. I hope you got some useful takeaways here. All the links I talked about will be in the show description. Make sure you subscribe so you know as soon as new episodes are up. I mean, they should be up every Sunday, but I've been a little late a couple of times now trying to get that under, reined in. Uh, And make sure you share this episode with a friend if you think it'll benefit them so we can all get healthy in a realistic way and love the skin we're love for you to take a moment and tell me what you'd like to see more of in the show by either filling out the google form in the show notes or writing a review now go on and get yourself a little healthy girl yeah